Welcome to Ask the Latina. I'm your host, Terry Beltran. This program is about the opportunity to ask and learn from a Latina trailblazer with the mission to inspire and motivate Latinas to enter a career where we just do not have enough representation. For more resources, visit our website, askthelatina.com. Welcome to Ask the Latina. According to statistics from the Hispanic National Bar Association, Hispanics who are 18% of the population comprise about 4% of the U.S. lawyers. For Latinas, these numbers are even smaller. Latinas account for less than 2% of American lawyers. Underrepresentation of Latinos in the law impacts the Hispanic community's advancement. Um, we need to change these statistics. So today, our guest is Veronica Beltran, a law student at University of Detroit Mercy School of Law. Welcome, Veronica. It's a pleasure to have you here as our guest today. Thank you, Terry. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we met uh, at a special viewing mm -hmm. uh, at the Dolores Huerta documentary movie uh, last year. And it was funny when we both wound out that we had the same last name. No relation, but it's a rare to find Beltran among Latino population. And I believe Beltran name originates from France, but we find it in last name in South America, Beltran in Bolivia for me, and in Mexico for Veronica. So sometimes I like to say I may be related to Carlos Beltran, the baseball player. Maybe I can get some VIP <laughs> tickets. Veronica, tell us about your growing up and what inspired you to study law? Um, so I was born and raised in Holland, Michigan. That's on the west side of the state. Oh, and I think my, a lot of my upbringing and my family inspired me to study law. I grew up in a community where we had migrant camps. So we had migrant workers that were, would come during the season. Mm -hmm. um, and there was also a large immigrant community, especially from Mexico and the uh -huh. city of Holland. So Growing up in the 2000s, there, would, there was raids that would happen in Holland. There mm. was separations of families. So what's happening in today's Today. current climate isn't anything really new for me because I've seen it oh. growing up. Um, and also my father, he would bring me to demonstrations um, mm -hmm. that would call for comprehensive immigration reform, other social justice issues. So my family has always um, taught me that I'm very blessed and fortunate, and I should use those blessings in my education to help others. So no, that's, that's one reason why I went into law, because of those statistics you just stated, is um, not only Latinos make a small percentage of the legal field, but Latinas ourselves make an even much smaller percentage. Right. Um, and it's not to say that if you aren't Latino and you're representing a Latino client, you can't be the best advocate for them. Mm -hmm. um, but I believe in, I know Justice so Sonia Sotomayor touched on this, yes. you know, being a wise Latina, yeah. we bring a different perspective um, to That's the true. field and just being a great advocate for our clients um, when we can identify either with their culture, their upbringing, mm -hmm. the language, the language barrier as well. Mm -hmm. um, some family members of mine have had unfortunate experiences with attorneys or infamous oh. notarios. So oh. I, I want to be a positive change in the legal field and be a voice for those that um, 
are unheard and can't speak, whether it's because of their status or socioeconomic status and wow, that's so great. on and so on. Good, good for you. I like that. Well, every single aspect of society is impacted in a meaningful way by attorneys, including lawmakers, politicians, judges, prosecutors, public defenders, and in-house corporate attorneys who make policies that companies follow. But in specialized areas, studies find that there are only 1.8% Hispanics in law firm partners and 4.5% in federal and state judicial positions. In the state of California, we find that Hispanics, although they comprise of 40% of the population, mm -hmm. only 9% are Hispanic prosecutors. Veronica, what are your thoughts about this? And is there an area of law that you wish to specialize in? Um, well, those stats are very alarming, especially the one in regards to California. Yeah. Um, the statistics should be proportional. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's one of the, well, it is one of the reasons why I went to law because I see that lack of diversity mm -hmm. um, in the legal field and I want to be, a, again, a positive force and change in that. And Good. before law school, I really wanted to do immigration law. Immigration uh -huh. has always been my passion. Um, right, I come from right. a family of immigrants from Mexico mm -hmm. and friends of minor immigrants as well. Um, but once I started taking what is um, the general classes for the curriculum to graduate, right. such as contracts, property, criminal law, um, civil procedure, my eyes just opened up and I was like, mm -hmm. now I'm interested in everything. Everything so many areas. Cool. So yeah. I'm still obviously passionate about immigration law, um, but criminal defense is getting my interest right now as well as employee uh, and labor rights law. Wow, that's interesting. Well, there is a lack of uh, Latinos there too. Mm -hmm. Latina Dean Jennifer Zosato Barea from DePaul University believes law schools ideally should start targeting potential Latino enrollees as young as middle school. Rosato Pereira also said, legal training is the best type of training you can have to succeed in a world as a problem solver. And we need to ensure that more young Latinas know that. So what are your thoughts on this uh, and about preparing undergraduates for the law school admission test, LSAT? I completely agree 100% with the dean um, of that law school. Um, not only just starting with law school, but teaching students, you can go to college, you mm -hmm. can obtain a bachelor's degree, and mm -hmm. for some students that might be the first time hearing that, mm -hmm. um, they are might be the first ones in their family to go to college or even thinking about going to law school as well. Right. Um, so that's extremely important. Um, and my advice for undergraduates that are going to prepare for the LSAT is just practice, practice, practice. Um, if there's an opportunity for you to obtain a scholarship for an LSAT prep course, take advantage of that. Um, if not, if that's too costly, it's out of your budget. The, there's so many public libraries that have free LSAT prep books that you can um, rent out. Um, the LSAC website where students actually have to apply for a law mm -hmm. school also um, has practice books, Amazon. There's so many online resources now where you can practice, time yourself, focus on maybe reading comprehension is my strong suit and I need to focus on the logic game. So that's you won't great. know until you practice and figure out what it is that you need to um, target on, as well as knowing what the score, uh, the minimum score that's required for the law school that you want to apply to is important too, so you can aim for that and um, basically practice for that. Okay, so that's good. Are the scores different for each college then? Uh, yes, each law school has, a, they have a different makeup and profile of what mm -hmm. they look for in the mm -hmm. incoming class, so that could range from um, 
they obviously take into consideration your GPA, your mm -hmm. LSAT score, so each school is mm -hmm. different. So it's important to do your research on that. That's great, that's great. Well, many Latino undergraduates likely experience sticker shock when they research the cost of law school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, a year in jurisdiction doc degree can be between 21,000 or actually 7,000, 21,000 for in-state students and about 14,000 to 29,000 for out-of-state residents depending on what state and college you choose. Elite colleges can start from 35,000 to 89,000, like at Yale Law School, um, with a room and board for one year. So it's quite costly. Veronica, what has been your experience with this on uh, the cost of study to be a lawyer? Um, at first, the sticker, I had the sticker shock when I was looking at different law schools and I was really surprised to see how expensive it was. Um, but a lot of my mentors and people that I know that are already attorneys when we just apply and you could receive scholarships. There mm -hmm. are a lot of scholarships out there. Um, the Hispanic Scholarship Fund, they, you can apply every year for a scholarship. I was just recently um, nominated as a HSF scholar recipient. That's great. So if you don't take advantage of those scholarships or you don't just apply, you won't really know. Um, and then just starting with applying to the law school, you're not going to really know what your scholarship package is until you apply. Okay. So just apply to the law school, apply to all these scholarships that are available mm. um, because you won't get anything if you don't apply, right? Yeah, um, that's right. So, you will never know. Yeah, so. you just need to take advantage of those opportunities and don't let the price shock you. Um, stay focused on, well, why is it that I want to be a lawyer? Why do I want to go to law school? And your why will be greater than that and you will find and work on ways. And currently I'm working full time to support myself financially. Mm -hmm. And it is a bit frustrating at times, right. but I always remember my why. Why am I in law school? This is right. what I want to do. I'm, and right. it keeps me motivated. And when you're motivated to do something, you'll find a way to That's make right. it work. So. You'll look for that way. Yes. So you don't have to be intimidated by those numbers. So mm -hmm. if you do a little research, you can find several programs, just like Veronica said, to assist with the tuition costs. A free application for federal student assistance, FAFSA, is the way to get the ball rolling on federally financed law school student. And look into campus-specific law school grants and scholarships. Mm -hmm. um, there are also women and minority-specific educational funds. Uh, and for example, the Puerto Rican Legal Defense and Educational Fund is also there. Um, and one of the Hispanic Bar Associations stated that the crisis in Puerto Rico following Hurricane Maria is an example of why the country needs more Latino lawyers. Uh, the pro bono legal needs of those impacted on the island are expected to stretch way over the next decade. That means there are high school students today who could attend college, law school, pass the bar, and still have an opportunity to provide legal assistance to those affected by the disaster. Veronica, um, do you have any other advice for young Latinas watching this that are aspiring to become a lawyer? Um, well, I could write a whole book on advice for Latinas that are interested in going to law school and being an attorney. First and foremost, don't give up. Don't listen to any naysayers that might come in your way. Don't be intimidated by the cost at first or intimidated that I might be the only Latina in my classroom. Mm -hmm. um, I might be the first one to go to law school and figuring it out on my own, but just don't give up. 
focus on your why, always stay motivated and look at the bigger picture. Um, you know, there are times when I'm studying and I'm tired, I'm like, I am just so tired, why am I here? <laughs> but I just remember why, my why. Right. And I re remember the great need that there is in the legal field for more Latinas, people mm -hmm. who speak Spanish, people who are bicultural, people who are culturally yeah. competent um, and culturally sensitive as well to other people's needs. Um, and cultures and backgrounds. So the, the need is out there. Just don't give up and keep moving forward and pushing forward. Um, and it's right. going to make you a trailblazer in the future, which is what we need in the legal field as well. Right, and I know that you pass it forward. You're always giving these kind of uh, presentations at the colleges to encourage other Latinas. Mm -hmm. So probably an important thing to do is still pass it forward so we can increase the level of uh, Latinas enrolling to be lawyers. So mm -hmm. that's good. Uh, well, there's a quote, a lawyer has the unique position to affect change. A law degree can open the doors professionally. Equally important, you can change people's views who might have preconceived ideas or prejudices about what being a Hispanic attorney means. You can open people's eyes to what we can accomplish. Oh, Veronica, I think you appreciate that quote. So thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to have you here to learn about you. If there's anything else that you want us to know before we close up, please, you know, you want anything else to share or? Um, other than just don't give up and keep pushing forward. Okay. Um, and it's going to be a hard and challenging road and it might be a little we, stressful. We look forward to having you back <laughs> on the show when you have completed yes, New York College. Yes, I'm looking so, forward to yeah. that. <laughs> So this concludes our episode of Ask the Latina. We look forward to seeing you again. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Veronica.